Talk lines open now at 247-2000. This song always reminds me a little bit of high school or like the late 90s, I think. It's like takes me back a few years. Uh, hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. Welcome to First City Forum. It is another a bit chilly and cloudy day in Ketchikan after that wild heat wave we had over the weekend. But uh, that's okay. I think everyone is probably a little more comfortable. I think my plants are happier now that I don't have them like frying to death in the yeah. sun. Uh, but that's, you know, that's okay. I'll survive. I wore a sweater and leggings today. <laughs> So I don't freeze to death. Hi, friends. I am super excited about my guest today. Erin Trout is joining us. Erin has been on the show with us. She was with us a few months ago. And Erin is a national board certified health health and wellness coach. coach. Mm -hmm. Yes. And hello, Erin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'm so thankful that you're here with us today. So tell us a little bit about what it means to be a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. Yeah, so um, being nationally boarded is kind of the gold standard for working with health and wellness coaches. We have a clear um, scope of practice um, and ethics that we are bound by, um, rigorous training, um, sitting for a test that's only offered a couple times a year and um, really just ensures if you engage with a health coach that um, there is that level of expertise that you want to be working with um, in a national board coach. So what does a health coach do? Like what does that what does that mean for yeah. like the everyday person? And yeah. is there like a comparable or something that... You know, uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with like life coaching and business coaching mm-hmm. and some of the same tactics are used, um, or I guess not tactics, but strategies mm-hmm. and tools are used in those areas, but it's really focused around your health and wellness right. goals. Um, right. And like kind of those pillars of health around movement, diet, stress management, um, and and really using your own strengths to help you move forward in your health and wellness. Yeah. Um, either if your provider has given you um, dietary and lifestyle interventions to implement for chronic disease prevention or mitigation, health coaching can help with that because it can so often be overwhelming for people to leave a provider's office with papers that say do this and this and then three to six months go by and yeah um patients feel defeated because they weren't actually to do able to implement any of that and health coaching is really a great tool for um, a healthcare team um to help people break down those recommendations into smaller chunks and um to move forward in a sustainable way. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the easiest example. Yeah. And it's obviously people can come for a whole variety of reasons that don't have to do with seeing a doctor or a nurse practitioner in the community. Um, but that is um, one of the easiest ways to kind of explain it. Absolutely. Well, and I love that. I love that ex- what you said about, you know, because I, I personally have gone to the doctor and had the doctor say, oh, uh, you have type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch of information. Yeah. You need to change how you eat and, you know, do all these things and then measure your blood sugar and you have to do, and it really is, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, there's a sense of, uh, it, it can be very defeating 
meeting. It's overwhelming. It's scary. What does this mean? And then you're kind of sent off into the world to Mm -hmm. figure stuff out on your own. Yeah, And there's not even a lot of, I think health coaching is a great first step there too, to help people suss out what they actually even understand about a diagnosis or pre-diagnosis or being a borderline. Um, Because there isn't often time in an appointment to discuss that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have to make another appointment. And it's a cost saving too for patients and for providers because it allows people to engage with services at a lower cost and make more progress. Mm -hmm. So shorter appointment times with their provider in the future or maybe even spreading them out from a three month to a six month. Right. Um, So there is a cost saving component to it for both the um, patients and providers. Yeah, yes, for sure. And well, and so and with health coaching, it really is it's like getting down into the nitty gritty of, of your personal behaviors mm-hmm. and what your personal goals are, and how can you implement some, some new uh, habits mm-hmm. into your life and, and, and be able to make that sustainable. Mm-hmm. Because that's the goal is to is to create these things so that you can carry it on for, you know, yeah. f- for the, the rest of your life, if, you know, as much yeah. as possible. And so it, it is nice to have somebody side by side. I know that like personal trainers mm-hmm. are, are a big go to place when people want to like get fit, or they want to lose weight, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so you can go and see a personal trainer, and they'll like teach you how to work out. But um, like, like health coaching goes into that layer of of really like personal. Yeah, what's examining going on. the motivators mm-hmm. for individuals, um, designing a vision around why you want to make the changes, so that when it's hard, um, so. Um, health coaches can work really well with personal trainers also, because I know that some of the struggle with personal trainers in their profession is that there isn't that. Um, that piece of the examination of what motivates you right. and those deeper evaluations. So those a personal trainer and health coaching can be a great combination yes, for um, making progress in the health and wellness. Because I think um, personal trainers are really great at the accountability piece when you're in the gym and you're physically with them. So, but it's the piece that is what happens when you're away from your personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and are you able to get into the gym or execute the home workouts um, in a way that is meaningful to see the progress. So I think that there's a lot of room for the partnership in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I can completely relate (laughs) to that. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot harder to do the lifting or the running or the walking when you aren't meeting somebody at the gym. It really is. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I had been, I started working with a personal trainer a little bit over a year ago and uh, we were, we met twice a week and, you know, we even started meeting at 6am because that just worked with my schedule the very best. And I was great at getting up and showing up at and we were working out at 6 a.m. two days a week but then like after that I would be I wouldn't I wouldn't do nothing mm-hmm. you know any more than what I what I was doing with him yeah. and then we'd have to take a break because like I would go out of town or he would go out of town or we would be sick and it was like okay and then I would go and I'm like okay I'm gonna get up I'm gonna do this on my own and nothing yeah yeah and so um so f- Finding that place where to help with consistency, yeah, to help with the sustainability of it, right? Because the two days is great, um, but how do you keep that momentum going? Right, you don't have that accountability person, right? 
in the gym at yep. six in the morning. Same with, I had a friend, we'd go, we'd go swimming a couple few days a week, early in the morning, and then she moved away. And I was mm-hmm. like, nah, I never need to go to the pool. <laughs> you know, it's early, <laughs> it's cold. So, yeah, there's things. like our brains, our brains tell us all those things yeah. that can like shut us down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of speaking on this topic, are there a couple of tools that you could just share with people to help with that, um, to help with that, to kind of, to, to bridge that gap, mm-hmm. between, you know? Yeah, I think one of the things isn't necessarily a tool, but an understanding around the current guidelines around exercise, because mm-hmm. I think people, a barrier to entry for movement is that they need to be doing it for an hour every day in the gym setting. Um, and that just isn't true, that we can truly see benefits. I wrote some notes down the max benefits for like moderate exercise is obtained at two and a half hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, f- so if you do that two and a half hours a week, you think about breaking that down, that's like 30 minutes, you know, four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it becomes much more manageable, mm-hmm. right? So you see you see benefits and there is no minimum amount for benefit mm-hmm. is what the research shows. So even if you walk 30 minutes one day a week, you see there are benefits to that. And so I would encourage people to not feel discouraged around not going from like zero to a hundred right away. Right. So that if it's starting with, um, you know, if you work in a employment setting where you have those 15 minute breaks, taking those 15 minutes to take a walk or, um, I think we've all heard the like park a little farther away at the grocery store Mm -hmm. or take the stairs if that's available to you um, physically to do that. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Um, And those little things really do add up throughout Mm -hmm. the day. So that would be my first piece of advice for people um, because I came in thinking, came in today thinking the weather has been beautiful. We have access to so much amazing outdoor space um, and what are ways to to get people thinking about movement a little bit differently mm-hmm. than I need a personal trainer, I need to be lifting weights. Right. Um, or if I'm not, like if I don't look like that crazy like really built bodybuilder mm-hmm. or that, you know, that that super toned woman, yeah. then it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and so evaluating what is your barrier to entry to movement? Is mm-hmm. it that you think you don't have time? Um, is it the uh, feeling inadequate in a gym space? Is it um, physical um, limitations that maybe a personal trainer or physical therapist could help you work through to say like you have an injury, what is available to you? Yeah. Um, And just remembering that there's no minimum requirement to see benefit. Yeah. So anything that you do, whether it's a 10 minute walk a few times a week or more, there is benefit to that. So keep doing what you're doing, even if it's just those little teeny stints. Right. Right. Um, well, and that's and it's it is it's like those little itty bitty baby steps that we take mm-hmm. that and if we when we take them consistently over yeah. time, they build up. And what you were just saying, um, you know, reminds me of I've seen multiple videos on the internet that go viral of people who have um, who have been you know 
very excessively, you know, overweight and inactive for years. And then, you know, I remember I'm just thinking of one of a gentleman who started to document his journey. And he decided he's like, I'm going to start start doing yoga. And he was doing just a few minutes a day. And just and doing, you know, the poses that he could do. And I think at first, it was probably him just standing or sitting in a chair and like moving his arms and his legs. Mm -hmm. And then as time went by, he was able to do more. His, yep. his, 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 his muscles strengthened, his ability mm-hmm. grew, and it was just like bit by bit by bit. And so, and he, and it was really, it's always fascinating to watch those because it is, it's just that little itty bitty step mm-hmm. and then doing them consistently over time where you can see the, the differences in, a, in the long term. Yeah, and I think remembering that um, if you go into a new uh fitness routine that most people have been at it for a long time, mm-hmm. right? So there is a consistency piece for people that has developed over time um, and they have their own journey to get there. And so not to compare yourself to that person in a gym setting or a workout class or at the pool yeah. or whatever, yeah. wherever you find yourself. Yeah, ever. or if you're at home doing a home video uh-huh. or doing a video on YouTube or whatever, and if you have to stop in the middle of it, yeah, it's okay to stop in the middle of it. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you can't do it, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for people, um, so remember the... Remember that threshold. There isn't a threshold. Do what you can because it all adds up. And really think, t- spend some time thinking about what do you enjoy doing for movement because um, rigorous gardening, chores. I mean, nobody loves to do chores, but like things that we have to do in our everyday life yeah. are considered moderate exercise when done at kind of a, a little bit faster pace right right? like weeding you have increased mobility you're moving you're bending yes if you're raking if you're mowing the lawn all of that is stuff that adds up so Mm -hmm. think about in your in your day where are things that add up and then what do you actually enjoy doing if you don't enjoy running like me that's not a great it, running is not a great way for me to exercise because I don't really like it yeah I'm not motivated to do it right so what is it that you enjoy doing at least to start because there are some I mean strength training which is like with lifting weights everybody benefits from that a lot of people don't like to do it Mm -hmm. so I think starting slower with what you enjoy and figuring out what are resources to move you in the direction to start incorporating some of those other things that you enjoy less or less comfortable with Mm -hmm. Uh, um so maybe a personal trainer or um, just an orientation to the rec center. I mean, I know that they have that is available. So I think um, thinking about it like that is yeah. really helpful. Yes, definitely. And I know like the rec center is such a fabulous resource mm-hmm. to for us to have, but it is, it's intimidating. Yeah. It's, you know, there's these machines and if you, you don't know how to use them and then, and so you don't go or you go and then you get these really uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. And you say, I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to go back, you know. And so so there are there are opportunities. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, to learn how to use the equipment properly. There's and then if it's just not your thing, it's not your thing. Yeah. And there's other there's other things. There's 
other activities that you mm-hmm. can do to help to get the same types of results. Yeah. 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 And I think also one other thing that I would say is oftentimes we think of movement as a way to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And that can be great if that's what your actual goal is. Um, but there's a whole host of other benefits I think we talked about last time in terms of just overall improvement of health, but we're talking blood pressure control, insulin control, reduced anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. um, cognitive improvement. If you're, I mean, we all can stand to not fall, but if you're in that older category, falls can be really serious. So, um, strength training and movement for reduction of falls for certain populations in our community. Um, so just thinking about the added benefits of increased activity or maintaining a current activity level that have nothing to do with weight because there's a whole long list, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and it doesn't have to be just about weight loss. Yes, for sure. For sure. Just and like you said, overall, just overall health and well being Mm -hmm. and, um, and your ability to, to move. Yeah, you know, for longevity for life. Yeah, whether you have grandkids or kids or just enjoy doing certain things. um, Figuring out another way to think about it is what what types of activities support the things you like to do, Mm -hmm. right? So if you like to run a boat, you like to hike mountains, you like to do certain things, what are, what are activities that support the lifestyle that you want, as opposed to, I have to do this because my doctor said, or because of this. So what, how do you support the lifestyle that you want to have in the coming years? Right. So what, so let's come up maybe with, come up with an example. So what could people do? Like, let's say they want to be able to, uh, to run a boat and fish, Mm -hmm. you know, well up until they're, until they can't, until they literally physically can't, Mm -hmm. you know, what are, what are some things that, Yeah, I mean, I think that yoga is a really great thing for all people because it you think about the prone position the positions that you can be in in a fishing environment um, and the range of motion and the strength that is required to run and operate all of that either commercial fun or um, like cruise ship you know stuff mm-hmm. I think um, yoga the barrier to entry for yoga might be hard for some because it's like a totally new thing um but i think anything that increases your mobility yeah and your strength um, yeah to support those activities you know you think about standing if you're in an open skiff standing requires a lot of stability and core strength and mobility so i think um Anything that is also huge just for longevity in general, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That anything that increases your um, stability, mobility, mm-hmm. and your strength, I yeah. think, are great. So yoga, walking, I think we underestimate the power of walking. We do. Um, we totally really, do. Um, I mean, if it's accessible to you, obviously. If it's not, then it's not the best thing. But it's mm-hmm. a um, simple and um, either free or low cost way to move Mm -hmm. your body on your lunch break, um, after dinner. I think it also is a really good way to incorporate, incorporate family time if that's something that is important to you. So how can you, how can you wrap up movement into other areas of your life that are important? So along that same line of supporting how you want to live your life, how do you incorporate, how can you incorporate movement 
into other areas that are important to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's using, you know, as much as you can using your whole body, which Mm -hmm. is the, and that's like when, you know, we talk about gardening or anything else. Mm -hmm. Like I was just, I know my dad is from like working in the grocery store. He, his whole body strength was, he was so, he's so, he was so strong. He still is strong. Mm -hmm. But now since the store isn't there anymore, He's not utilizing um, his whole body the way that he had been. And so, you know, so we've actually had some conversations about, you know, what are some things that he could do Mm -hmm. to help to, you know, incorporate that into his lifestyle now that it's it's not so obvious, but just like just squatting down and getting down to the floor and being able to stand back up again, Mm -hmm. that's a that's a that's that takes a lot of body strength. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and I think that there are. I think that's a point well taken for everyone that um, having fu- like I call it functional movement. I think personal trainers may call it something else, but you know, like bending properly, lifting properly. Um, like I'm sure your dad lifted case upon case upon case of all of the yes. things right in yes. the grocery store when he was like moving freight around yep. and doing all of that. Um, so, um, making sure that you're safe in your movement, I think is really Mm -hmm. important, but that functional movement, right? Like squatting, um, like taking, being able to lift things off the floor, Mm -hmm. um, even working with, um, a personal trainer around what happens if you fall. Yeah. Right? Like what happens if you fall? How do you get off the floor? Can you get off the floor? An assessment of that, I think, for particularly for um, older populations is really important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because we do know, like, if they live alone Mm -hmm. or they live with someone that is unable to help them get up. Mm -hmm. um, And that's like the flexibility, the mobility. um, And all of that can be really gentle too, right? It's not this like go and sweat it out in the gym, which I love, but that's, it's not. It doesn't everybody and it, it doesn't serve everybody right. where they meet their needs. Right. And it doesn't have to be. And yeah. that's and that's the really important that's the really important thing because um your bo- your body, our bodies are incredible. I mean, we're like machines. We're mm-hmm. built when and we're built to 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 be able to do the things that we ask them to do. And then we have, sometimes we have injuries and and we have to shift things or rework on building that strength up, but like it it doesn't have like however many years ago I don't know mm-hmm. centuries ago we weren't doing like high intensity interval trainings yeah. you know what I yeah. mean <laughs> yeah yeah well we've kind of built in things to correct for a pretty sedentary life, life yeah you know um and I think we're maybe not as sedentary as we think we are but a lot of people spend hours sitting yes right and so even just um chair yoga is a really great thing i know they offer that at the library one day uh-huh. a week for people that yoga feels um it is either physically inaccessible or it feels inaccessible and you or you spend a lot of time at a desk it might be a great opportunity to learn some different ways that you can move and stretch your body in yeah. a seated seated position yeah seated position and i also just want to say like if if you do sit all like a lot and i sit a lot in my um for my work um and i have this fancy little apple watch yeah. and it gives me these like it t- gives me these little like notifications if i've been sitting for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. it says it's time to stand yeah and just taking a 
just taking a few minutes to stand and move your body, go and get a glass of water mm-hmm. or go and say hi to your coworker or yeah, run up and down the stairs, you know? <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever it is that you uh-huh. need to do. But just and that just helps with the blood flow. Mm-hmm. It helps get it just helps everything to yeah, kind yeah. of reawaken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you engage all those muscles without yeah. even realizing mm-hmm. you're engaging the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what are the current what's your current state and of movement and what is available to you based on your lifestyle right mm-hmm. like you're working what what is your job or if you're retired what does your day look like and being realistic i think is also a really important thing to go back to kind of where we started with people don't we don't want to start cuz we don't want to fail and we don't want to start Because it all feels like too much. Right. And so if you are somebody that works a job and you have to be there at 830 and you're off at five and you have half an hour, where are opportunities within that day just to move a little bit and relieve some of the pressure that it has to look a certain way, Mm -hmm. that it has to mean that you're in the gym for an hour or you're participating in that high interval training. Yeah. Like where are there opportunities in your day to move, to relieve some of the stress of the, I need to be doing it a certain way. Cause like we talked about it all adds up. It all adds up. Well, and that's something, something I wanted to ask. It was like, does it like, you know, so let's say you don't do 30 minutes all in one chunk. Does, can you do like 10 minutes and five yeah. minutes? And yeah, totally. And I think that that is, there's also, I mean, if you spend eight hours sitting and then you go and do a really intense hour-long workout and then you go home and you sit again the there is still major benefit to that but you're still spending a big chunk of your day sitting right so I would even say that if it's available to break it up into smaller chunks you're you're breaking up that sedentary um chunk of your day Mm -hmm. and I think that there is um benefit to that mm-hmm. on its own mm-hmm. outside of whether or not we see the benefits in the research. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I agree. I agree. 100%. We're talking with national board certified health and wellness coach, Erin uh, Trout, who is uh, lives right here in Ketchikan. Yeah. Such a fabulous resource for us. So thankful. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. This is First City Forum. We'll be back after these short messages from our sponsors. And we are back with First City Forum. I love it when I accidentally play a song right when I go to break. I was like, oh, wait, why is there music playing? (laughs) Shoot. So I hope you all enjoyed those uh, messages from our sponsors as well as whatever song played. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm Catherine Tatsuda. So thankful to be here with you. I'm sharing some time in the studio right here in Ketchikan with Erin Trout. Erin is a national board certified health and wellness coach. That's uh, she's based out of Ketchikan. And we're talking all about the benefits uh, of incorporating movement into your life and that it's not as it's not as hard and it's not as much as we're often led to believe. You want to talk a little bit about that again? Yeah, I would say um, it's still hard. It's not as complicated. Not as complicated. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, because if you're really starting to try to move your body with regularity, it's going to be hard, even if it's walking for 15 minutes, 10 or 15. I mean, if you're starting from zero, you're probably not going to want to do it or you're going to want to do it. Like we were talking about at the break, you're going to be all in. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't really want to do it. And then all of a sudden five days goes by and then two weeks goes by. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's not as complicated, but it's still hard. It's right? still, And it's, it still takes work mm-hmm. and effort to yeah. do. And your body is going to 
feel a certain way if you're starting you're gonna right. be sore and it, you know it's yeah um you're gonna have to breathe hard all of that stuff it's um so I think just being clear that it still is hard but there is benefit and you can the threshold is really low for engaging in activity it yeah. doesn't have to be a complicated hard sweaty sweaty workout yeah and even just you know the activities that we do throughout our day mm-hmm. they add up you yeah. know simple things like walking and carrying and your groceries carrying right? your groceries if you have a baby mm-hmm. oh my goodness I I was like when my kids were little when they were babies and I was carrying babies all the time yeah. I was like my upper body yeah. strength is it's on point <laughs> yeah and now I'm like, now I don't have babies and now yeah. I'm not like stocking groceries. Uh, I haven't stocked shelves for actually quite a long time because of my back injuries. But like, you know, yeah. so um, it's kind of it's it is it's just all of those little things. Those help to increase our overall body strength, our mm-hmm. overall health and wellness. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, because I personally have experienced where, you know, I say, OK, I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight and I'm going to. You know, so I'll, I'll like get into this program and I'll, you know, follow their eating plan and I'll exercise, I'll do the exercises and it's great and it's great and I'm on it and I'm doing awesome and I'm losing the weight. And then like I stop, get to that point where I can transition out of it or I've hit my goal. And then like a, over time, all of a sudden, like I'm all gained all that weight back mm-hmm. and I don't have that, um, I'm feeling kind of defeated, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So like we talked about a little bit at the break too, it's this idea of um, the, if you're on the wagon, say on the wagon is considered like when you're on your program, you're moving your body regularly, you're following it to a T. And then you have that period of time where the program has ended because most programs are not meant to be done forever. Mm-hmm. They're a which we can talk about why they can be kind of problematic from that perspective, also from a sustainability point. Yes. But, you know, you're we should a, talk about that. We'll yeah. make sure we talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're, a, you're on this 12 week program. It dictates really clearly what you eat. You're super motivated. You're doing all the workouts. Turns out it works. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the 12 weeks is over. Mm-hmm. And maybe if the program is good, it gives you kind of like a, here's how you reenter into quote unquote regular life. Right. Um, and you do that for a while, and then all of a sudden, what you haven't actually done in those 12 weeks is overhauled your habits. What you've done is followed a program someone else has designed for yeah. probably a whole bunch of people, maybe not even you yeah, specifically, right? And so if you haven't built in habits and done that piece of investigating motivators and strengths, you don't have the systems inherently built in to continue on Um and maintain whatever it was, whether it was strength or weight loss or mobility or any of the mm-hmm. things that we've talked about. Um, and so I think um, programs can be great to jumpstart, but the problem with them often is they're in the extremes. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and so you're eating, you're eating in a way that oftentimes is probably not even enough calories, honestly, if you were to evaluate them, um, which is makes it completely unsustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course you're going to deviate from that as soon as you can, Mm -hmm. right? If you're in a severe calorie restriction with movement. um, And that's what you see with a lot of quote unquote programs that Mm -hmm. maybe you find on the internet or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, But what I would say overall with this idea of jump starting back into Um, Because that's kind of what we're talking about. Then I think returning to a different way to think about programs or engaging with programs um, is that if you were able to do it once, 
thinking about how you were able to execute it the first time and that you actually were on the wagon. Focus, like, if you're a person that fell off the wagon, it means you were a person that was able to get on the wagon to begin with. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so thinking about what did you learn from that experience? Um, what was the scenario in your life? What was happening in your life at that time that helped you be successful in its execution? Mm -hmm. um, does that state currently exist for you? Because if it doesn't, you need to reevaluate, right? Um, and... Um, what did it take for you to to do that and what were your successes out of that scenario mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because we often think oh i failed i you know we get really um diminished in yeah. how we view ourselves and then it's like why, why is it even worth it yeah. to engage because i'm not going to be able to sustain it right right i i i i'm a failure mm -hmm. i can't do it yeah. i all of the things all of the the negative things that um many people yes yeah. which is a themselves. conversation around um our attachment of morality and health which i think is part of that piece too mm -hmm. right so removing the morality and i'm like you're not a bad person if you ate two cookies after dinner yeah you're not a bad person if you decided you wanted to watch your netflix tonight and um not do your walk does that align with your goals mm -hmm. i think that that's the part where you can do that evaluation and say i fully recognize it doesn't align with my goals but i'm okay with it for today mm -hmm. like you talked about after the landslide what how emotionally draining that was for you mm -hmm. and what was available to you was not necessarily in alignment with your overall goals but it met your needs at the time exactly yeah right well and i wanted to talk about that it, you, you know you were you were you were saying you know so you want to examine what was your state okay so and and state means like what what where were you mm -hmm. emotionally? What was going on in your life? What uh -huh. was happening while you were doing that program? Um, and, you know, were things good? Was there a lot of stress? Was there, you know, what was what were these different what things? What was your support system? What was your time? support system? You know, and then was there something that happened? Like, for instance, for me, um, I was living a pretty healthy lifestyle. I was active. I, you know, I, I was suffering. I'd been dealing with chronic stress for years. Um, and so I had some stuff. I wasn't as, it wasn't where I wanted to be, but I was in a place where I felt good. I felt strong. I felt healthy. And then the landslide happened mm -hmm. massive. I mean, it was just like overload on every single layer of life, my subconscious, everything. I yeah. Could literally like barely get out of bed many, many, many days. And to be able to give myself grace mm -hmm. and permission to know that, you know what? If I'm eating lumpia and potato chips and tacos a lot, <laughs> I'm just going to be okay with that mm -hmm. because this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know? I think the undue stress that we place on ourselves to achieve certain things um, is part of it too. And that they're something that serves you today in your current um, state, as you would say, um, maybe didn't previously serve you. And maybe in a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple months, it won't serve you. Um, but I think utilizing past successes to remember um, your ability to get to a different state and mm -hmm. exit out of that state when you feel ready, mm -hmm. I think is important, particularly around movement, because life happens, injuries happen, pregnancies happen, motivation wanes, yep. um, and then it comes back. And so how do you um, keep your um, integrity, right? Because I think oftentimes we feel so poorly if we're stop doing something mm -hmm. or we're not able to achieve something. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I think that that is an important piece of the mm-hmm. sustainability conversation. Yeah. And, you know, to go back to that whole um, program piece, it's um, anything, this is what I'll say, anything that is promising you results in, you know, six, eight, 12 weeks, um, I would evaluate that mm-hmm. because it is likely not based in actual habit change research and sustainability. Mm-hmm. And so long-term habit change takes time Yes, to really build those habits. It can, particularly depending on your starting point. Um, and also you shouldn't have to live a life of deprivation and exhaustion to achieve your health goals, particularly around weight. Like I feel really passionately about that. Yeah. So it's like, are your goals aligned with your genetics and physicality mm-hmm. and also your lifestyle? Like do those two things, not lifestyle, but like your current life, mm-hmm. is it reasonable to expect to, um, execute. And that's why I was talking so much about finding motivators outside of weight loss. Purposeful weight loss is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think everybody should be able to um, seek that if they want to. Mm -hmm. But what you often find is that that is the main motivator for change for people. Um, And so what happens when you gain the weight back, right? Right. Um, What happens to our emotional health, our mental health, um, when the weight is gained back because yeah. you know statistically that is more likely to happen often because of the things that I talked about the habits aren't really truly rooted it's programs that are built in the extreme right yeah well and also there's there's so maybe you don't gain the weight back but then mm-hmm. you have to battle there's you still have the mind of that person mm-hmm. who was you know wh- wherever you were before you started whatever you started and uh-huh. whatever you achieved you're still that same person and there's I know that there are many people who have achieved you know who have had you know, like total body transformations and different things, but they still struggle internally, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally with uh, lack of self-worth and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that negative self-talk. They're not good enough. Um, So thinking that weight loss by itself is going to change your life, but not doing the actual work to um, to kind of work through any of uh, all of that stuff mm-hmm. that's going on. Yeah, I would even a, say on a like deeper level. being radical and saying body neutrality, right? Like mm-hmm. the body is an amazing thing that can do amazing things, but being neutral about our body and how we view our body is not a bad or a good, you know, like yeah. m- again, like m- removing the morality because I think that that is the, and deprogramming from what society tells us because mm-hmm. that's where it really comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, and... And knowing that, okay, everybody is a person of value. Mm -hmm. Every single person is a person with value, with something that they bring Mm -hmm. to the world, their own uniqueness. And uh, how much you move plays no part into that. Totally. Yeah. You can listen to the, if you're still here, if you're still with us (laughs) and you're like, I don't like to move, that's your choice, right? Like there are benefits to movement outside of weight loss for a whole bunch of things. And I wish for people to move in ways that bring them joy. Yeah. But that does not mean that you are of less value because you make a different choice. Absolutely. And, or, you know, or let, and it's not just overweight. It's, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are um, self-conscious or unhappy because they are, they don't weigh more. They're Mm -hmm. underweight or they don't like how long their legs are. They don't like, you know, I'm, they're very insecure. Like I'm not as good of a person. I am not, I don't bring as much to the table as somebody else who has that like 
you know, perfect, that, you know, that ideal Mm -hmm. look or body or Mm -hmm. something. And knowing that your worth is not determined in any way whatsoever by that. Yeah, I think it's an important point because it also, if we can get to a point where we believe that about ourselves suddenly re-entering or engaging becomes easier Mm -hmm. right because it isn't a question of our morality Mm -hmm. and our ability to exist in a gym space right or in a exercise class space or at the pool or on a trail right that we are inherently worthy to occupy those spaces as we are today yeah regardless of why we are choosing to engage with those things. Yeah, and why we're choosing to engage with those things are our own. Are our own. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to anybody else, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter like what anybody else thinks. Yeah. Because um, we can't read anybody's minds. Yeah. We don't know what they're actually thinking, yeah. you know, and it's what it really is. It's like, I remember I, I, I went, I played golf one time, <laughs> one time ever. I got to play on this, like, I don't know, five diamond star, whatever, one of the nicest mm-hmm. golf courses it was at the Coeur d'Alene Resort, um, and the gentleman that I was playing with loved the game, and he he was teaching me, and I, we had a caddy. It was like a real like golf experience, and he said, he's like, I love golf because it is like this. It's very much like you are competing with yourself mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. and there isn't anybody else, um, and not that you're competing with yourself, but like you're you're what matters. Mm-hmm. You get to choose. Yeah. You get to choose. Yeah. What your life, what your life looks like, how mm-hmm. it feels to you. You know, yeah. um, if there's stuff that's going on and you're not happy with it, you can make choices mm-hmm. to, you know, to do something that maybe brings you a little bit of joy. Yeah. Or change the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm worried that someone is thinking something about me. Well, you can't read their mind. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. You're you. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. And I think returning to the whole idea of movement, like if there is, um, so identifying what your barriers are and there are no stupid questions, right? Like if you're, what resources do you need to get your body moving in the way that you want to, Mm -hmm. right? So think about that's a question I would pose to listeners is what are the resources that you need? If you're intrigued by lifting weights, there are personal trainers at the rec center that can help you with Mm -hmm. that, right? If Mm -hmm. you're intrigued in group fitness, the rec center has great group fitness classes. I know TNA has group fitness classes. There are places in the community that offer that and just be really straightforward. Just say, I'm really new to this. I'm excited to be here and I'm a little nervous. I'm going to, can you, can you show me what to do? Mm -hmm. And um, don't be afraid to ask questions because you are worthy to occupy that space just as much as somebody that looks differently or that has been doing it for years. Yeah. And just say, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Can you show me again? Yeah. Um, Because I think that that the, um, that can keep from engagement, right? So what are the resources that you need um, and who can help you along the way? Yeah. To getting, into moving in the way that you want to. Right, definitely. I want to talk really quickly about programs again, because mm-hmm. I've been watching infomercials forever. <laughs> um, it's not infomercials anymore. I don't watch television, uh, late night television or whatever. But, you know, now there's all these online things mm-hmm. and there's programs and like, and I've done, I've, been, I've done lots of different things yep. over time. And they are, they are built, they are created for m- the masses. Totally. They are not 
uh, personalized to your unique place. Mm -hmm. And even they'll say, well, we have different tiers and this is the beginning one. But if you are in the very, 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 very beginning, maybe that beginning one is still a little bit too far away. It's still a little bit ahead of where you are. Mm -hmm. And um, be wary because there is injuries that could happen. Um, I injured myself thinking I could do insanity. I don't know. I was like, I got this. It's fine. You know, and I like I've herniated four discs in my lower back. I've had so many surgeries. I had to relearn how to walk. I like all these things. Right. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. And all of a sudden, it's a bunch of bending over getting on the floor having to do all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, no, I can't do that. But I didn't but I tried yeah and then I hurt myself <laughs> yeah so what I would say you know just as like as we look to kind of close out about programs is uh, be wary mm-hmm. um, honestly are they part of a multi-level marketing mm-hmm. scheme because that is there are a lot of fitness and nutrition um, programs that tout to have the best in the industry and the, and if you dig just scratch just a little bit there there isn't there that isn't there so yeah. i would say um, for personal fitness you want to look for that nam certification mm-hmm. is that an you want to look for an accredited body mm-hmm. because what that means is the person has designed a program that theoretically will keep you safe and yeah. isn't a bunch of wackadoo things with weights and weird movements that you're like what is this yeah. um, and that's really simple, simple things can make huge change. Yeah. And I think it would be, if you're brand new, um, stay away from anything that promises quick, easy results. Um, and think about what are the certifications, whether it's a dietitian, um, a personal trainer, a health coach, really dig into that. Um, Mm -hmm. because you are right that they are even at the most basic, you can injure yourself touching your toes, yeah. right? If you're not bracing correctly and yep. you're brand new. Um, and some, you have no business lifting heavy weights right. if a program is telling you to lift yeah. even moderate weights yep. in and, your living room. Yep. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. And it is okay. Yep. yep. And it is okay. I stop all the time. Yeah. I stop Same. all the time. Same. <laughs> Same. I'm like, it takes, take the extra <laughs> breath. So yeah, be yep. wary of the programs that offer quick results. If it's part of a multi-level marketing scheme, I would question it. Yeah. There are lots of really great professionals like myself in the community that can help determine what resources are available. Um, I know there's personal trainers and that are trained and group fitness instructors that are trained to lead group fitness here Mm -hmm. in our community. So it's a really great accessible way to have that one-on-one interaction and support someone else in your community. So that's what I would say. Yeah. And that sustainability takes time and um, small, simple changes, just like we talked about. Eat, Eat some, eat whatever vegetable you like, even if it's one day a week, drink some water. Yep. Get some sunshine yep. and walk a little bit, and, and you're going to be, bit. and it's going to, you're going to see the benefit of all of that. Yeah. Maybe a vegetable once a day, not once a week. Oh, oh, now you're, now you're pushing, pushing the it. limits there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erin. Erin Trout is a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. She lives right here in Ketchikan. She has her own own practice. Mm -hmm. She's working with with local healthcare providers to be a resource for people inside of the community. And I just appreciate you coming on and talking about this because uh, we're exercise, 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 exercise. And uh, it's it's not all that we're shoved down, is shoved down our throat all the time. Yeah, if you need to ride your electric bike just to see the sunset 
there's yep. validity to that. There so do is. That. There absolutely is. All right, friends, that is the end of my time today with you. It's uh, always a joy for me to host First City Forum and be here with you. I'm actually going to be taking the next two months off. I'm doing a bunch of traveling and all of that good stuff in July and August. So I will be back on the air with you in September. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of your summer. Take good care of yourself and your loved ones. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care, friends.